0: this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At go shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same-day install.
1: For tires, it's Dobbs.
0: For deals you can use, click on com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Alongside Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Mizzou has all the momentum in their favor, at least on the football side of things. We'll get to the basketball side here in just a little bit, Alex. But they're taking on Illinois in the Bragging Rights game later on this evening here in St. Louis. And we go out to the 101 ESPN hotline right now to be joined by my good friend, publisher over at PowerMizzou.com. He is Gabe D'Armond, who's been following all of the news this week for the Tigers. Gabe, we appreciate the time as always, man. You've been covering this team for more than 20 years can you put into context for us what we've witnessed on the recruiting trail with Mizzou this year?
1: Um, it well, it's it's been weird. Cause this was a class that for a long time, people were like, I don't get it. Uh, it's not as good as the other ones. Uh, we don't have as many guys. It's not as highly rated. And then all of a sudden in the last two weeks, it was just like, Oh, Hey, it's pretty good. And Oh, by the way, they signed the number three prospect in the entire country, uh, back in August, you know? So, um, yeah it's been uh it, it's been the momentum has really been impressive the last few weeks and uh and I think especially in the transfer portal i mean they've only got five transfers and it's the number thirteen transfer class in the country right now according to our rankings which you know take them or, or leave them to what you want but uh with only five guys uh that's pretty high and I imagine they're gonna add five to seven more
0: if if there was one that you had to pick out, Gabe, out of the ones that we've heard from so far, who's the one that should get Mizzou fans most
1: excited? I mean, it's got to be Caden Green, doesn't it? Uh, you know, a kid who played almost 600 snaps on a Power 5, on a top 15 Power 5 team on the offensive line, which is, I, I think, other than maybe quarterback, and I'm not even sure quarterback, I think it's the toughest position to play right away because you've got to be... It's not just physically, but uh, physically is the toughest part, obviously. But to be ready to play that position as a true freshman in Power 5 football is pretty incredible. And, you know, he's a local kid um, coming back home, and they now have guys in three straight classes from a school that is producing Power 5 talent every single year. So I think that's got to be the one. And also it's kind of apparently started this, New old rivalry, uh, which, you know, a Missouri team with Luther Burden, Theo Weiss, Caden Green, Williams Wanneri, and Chris McClellan on it facing Oklahoma. That would be, uh, that'd be an interesting week in which I would, uh, retreat from Twitter. (laughs)
0: November 9th, my birthday on next year, I I will absolutely be in Columbia for that game. That's one of those that you you can't miss out on. And and Gabe, I I did want to ask you a little bit about this, like whether it's the transfer portal or getting uh, the top prospect in the state of Missouri, a five-star kid. It all all started kind of back a couple of years ago now with Luther Burden. I think there are a lot of Mizzou fans that were skeptical of what this transfer portal era would be. And especially with the NIL money for a place like Mizzou. And instead of being something that is a hindrance for them, they seem to be one of the programs along with maybe like an old miss, for example, that's really captured lightning in the bottle with this. How is this happening? Who deserves the credit for putting Mizzou in a place to be able to take advantage the rules as they're
1: currently written? Uh, rich Missouri fans. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I imagine if they wanted their names out there, they would be out there. Um, but, I should clarify, uh, within
0: it, the athletic department,
1: who <laughs> deserves the credit okay. uh, for putting okay. that
0: together organizationally?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, also, like Desiree Reef-Francois, uh, Eli Drinkwitz, and Dennis Gates all deserve credit because, like, these people have always existed. They've always been Missouri fans. Um, I, I'm not going to say they've always had this this kind of money at their disposal, but uh, some of them certainly have for a while. And they've donated, you know, largely I'm sure donated a lot to Missouri before, but I I don't think the fan base has ever been galvanized quite like uh, these three have managed to do it. And um, I I said when NIL started that it's not that the money isn't there. I just don't know if it's important enough to Missouri fans to to participate this way. And they've proven it is. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I, I think that that trio has done a really good job, um, you know, getting Missouri fans behind this.
0: Gabe, you mentioned Drinkwits. What's the level of importance finding out that they were able to return both of their coordinators?
1: Yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal. Um, and, you know, I think you have to be a little bit Careful because contracts are contracts and we all know what they're worth. And in college football, just automatically assuming they're back. I think Blake Baker for sure is back. Uh, He tweeted the Wolf of Wall Street, Jif. It's it's hard to not come back after that one. Um, And I'm assuming Kirby Moore is too. Don't get me wrong. But you guys, you know, I mean, his brother's in the NFL. Weird things happen. Um, But it looks like uh, Missouri's managed to hang on to both of them. And I think it's a big deal because. This to me has clearly become, and this is the last few weeks have really indicated this, and actually Missouri just put out a video with Chuck Hicks talking about coming back next year, and, and he just flat out stated it. He said, we had a good year. Now we're trying to have a great year. We're, we're here to make history and, and win everything. You know That's what this is. This is push all your chips in the middle of the table. Whatever it costs in the transfer portal, whatever it costs in coaching extensions, anything you can do, to make that twelve-team playoff, maybe host a game, maybe win games. I, I think that's. I, I think Missouri fans should completely ignore twenty twenty-five and beyond right now. This is all what can you do? And, and I'm not saying that this is hamstringing them for the future necessarily, but none of it matters. Like it is all what can you do right now to get in that twelve-team playoff and have a shot.
0: Gabe DiArmond is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at powermazoo.com Be sure to subscribe. If you are a subscriber, you probably knew about a lot of these transfers uh, and their decisions prior to them actually making it official publicly. Gabe does a great job with that over on the site. Uh, Gabe, I, I did want to ask you a little bit of a follow-up on that because I can't remember coming off of a season like this this much anticipation for the next year necessarily because they have so much coming back. And you look at it and it's like, It's almost one last ride as well for a lot of these guys, because Luther Burden. this is almost surely going to be his last year on campus. You've got one more year with Brady Cook, your starting quarterback, coming back, and you're adding all of this talent. And then you look at the schedule, and it's like, okay, it's being in the SEC about as forgiving as you can get. Is the expectation going into next year? Oh, and by the way, the 12-team playoff as well, which is good timing for them. Is the expectation college football playoff or bust in your mind?
1: I hesitate to say the expectation. Um, the goal, clearly, I think, is 12-team playoff. I don't know. If there are, to me, only, I don't know, five, six schools that the expectation is a 12-team playoff. If you don't make it at Ohio State, at Georgia, at Alabama, um, I, I don't know, maybe at Texas and Michigan. You know, If you don't make it there, yeah, bad season. Um but but I don't think you can say that at Missouri. But you've got schools, Missouri, Ole Miss, I'm sure Washington will be one, you know, that now, okay, this is this is the goal. Um and, and it's a reasonable, it's a realistic goal. If Missouri finishes in the portal the way I think it will, um I I think there's a pretty good chance that it's a top ten team to start next season.
0: Okay, Gabe over to the basketball side because we spend an awful lot of time here on our show trying to figure out who the hell the Blues are. I've only seen a couple of the the, the Mizzou basketball games because they play at the same time the Blues Zoo. But who the hell is this basketball team for Mizzou?
1: Um, I want to say I don't know. But the <laughs> truth is I hope I don't know because if yeah, I do yeah. know, it's not great. Um, You know, I, I wrote after the Seton Hall game, I said that their biggest strength was that they never quit, they're tough, they're never out of a game. Their biggest problem is that they keep putting themselves in positions to have to prove that. You know, I mean, you just look, and it's not just down 19 to Seton Hall, down 18 to Kansas, down 20 to Minnesota. They had a 31-9 lead on Loyola, and it was a five-point game at halftime. They got outscored in a half by South Carolina State. So I'm not looking at playing 40 minutes. Get to 20 and go from there because they really haven't done that. What they've done is – put themselves in desperation mode and played like seven. And once it was good enough, and the rest of the time it really wasn't. So uh, right now, to me, they're a team that that is missing options two and three offensively. Um, They're just not there. Sean East has been steady. Tamar Bates has had a couple games. Nick Honors had a couple, but they don't – you know, last year you knew Kobe was was the guy. But you knew Des Moines, Golston, Carter – maybe even honor, maybe sometimes East, you know, a couple of those guys were showing up. I mean, they were putting three and four guys in double figures all the time. And now outside of Sean East, I don't know if you can tell me somebody you reliably believe is scoring 10 points for this team.
0: Yeah, and that's the problem. Like on any given night, any of them could, but you just never know who it's going to be. And there are some nights where it takes too long to figure out who that guy is going to be, and that gets the drought. And as you mentioned, that's been a consistent problem for them this year. Uh, Gabe, big night tonight in St. Louis with the Bragg and Rights game. Uh, You've covered a ton of these. Where's this one rank in terms of, like, the, the regular games that Mizzou has played over the years, whether it's football, basketball? Is this one of your favorite events that you cover on a regular basis?
1: Absolutely. It, it always was uh, my favorite one, my favorite thing of the year because for multiple reasons. But it was the only one you went to that it's, like, truly 50-50. And, you know, and, and I grew up on this game and, it, I mean, really mattering like really being one of the better non-conference series in the country. Now, I don't feel like it's been that for, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, because either one of them wasn't very good or neither of them were very good. And now with, with college football and how big it's become and just dominating every month of the year, but especially now December, mm-hmm. it just kind of sticks up on you and it doesn't get the attention that it used to get. Um, you know, last year I, I thought was obviously really fun, and it, it's always a great game once you get there and now that the fans are showing back up I don't really know what's expected tonight um as far as if, if they've sold it out or come close be interested to see when I get in there um but yeah it's a it's a really fun event to go to usually and uh just because it is one of those hey you never know like I, I've said a number of times the worst team seems to usually win this game so Missouri fans are looking for something hey this should be your year kind of like last year was I mean Illinois is a six and a half point favorite but uh it, it seems like the better team always gets beat in this game.
0: Gabe, we'll get you out of here on this. Do you have a favorite bragging rights
1: moment? I mean, the the one that I love I wasn't there, but I was a senior in high school Was the, the triple overtime game that, you know, I mean, that was a bad Missouri team to that point. Lost like 52 at Arkansas and should have lost a couple of home games to like, that would have rivaled the Jackson State game this year, honestly. They had not played well and down nine with a minute left. I remember I'd gotten a phone call from a friend. I said, yeah, I'll call you back when this game's over. It's like a minute and a half left. And uh, 45 minutes later I hadn't called back because uh, <laughs> you know, C.J. Garris had missed two free throws and uh, and and a bunch of guys, Derek Grimm and Jason Sutherland, that would go on to be pretty well known in Missouri history were just freshmen that, that won that game. I mean, that's the one. Um, you know, on on the bad side, we all remember the popcorn game, I think. Uh, but uh, But last year was Last year was up there. I mean, that was... I I did not expect Missouri to win that game, and that might have been the best game I've ever seen Missouri play. Uh, I, I, I mean, they were phenomenal in that basketball game.
0: And I... I don't know that they reached that level again the rest of the year. Like, that was just – everything came together. And that was obviously a really good basketball team for Mizzou. But that that was a – I mean, it was beautiful basketball uh, on that night. Hey, Gabe, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Uh, Enjoy yourself out there tonight for Bragging Rights. And we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Sounds
1: good, yes. Appreciate it.
0: See. You got it. It's Gabe Diarman, a good friend of mine, publisher over at PowerMazoo.com. You should read his work there. Be a subscriber if you haven't already. It's, I mean, basically a buy yourself a cup of coffee over at Starbucks or get yourself a subscription over at uh, PowerMazoo. It is legitimately well worth your time and your money if you are a big time Mazoo fan.